Happy Saturday, reviewers! What do you think about Slow Horses Season 3? Weekend at Bernie's? E3's dead. New trailer, Dread. And the wonderful story of Henry Sugar. Well, keeping it Wes Anderson, I'm going to be right in the middle of the screen today. So let's lurk! Scott, 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 have you seen the movie Weekend at Bernie's? The original? Was there, is there more than one? Yeah, the 1989 That's... movie Weekend at Bernie's. Okay. Yes, I have. In I this movie. I think there movie. is a, a, a review, a revival, a reboot of some sort. Probably. No, there's an actor named K- Terry Kaiser. Which role does he play? Oh, it's a guy. Uh, he's one of the guys. He's not Bernie. Is he Bernie? He's, he's Bernie. Bernie. Okay. He plays the titular <gasps> character, Bernie Lomax. Okay. What's his name again? Terry Kaiser. He's dead in the movie. And sure. much Spoilers. Like God. Willie. I <laughs> am dead tired. Hey, Bree, come on in for a second. Uh-oh. Oh my gosh, OMG, 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 you have to be on YouTube right now for meet, this. Meet <laughs> our new meet our new Bernie Max. Her name Max for Bernie Lomax. Okay. From a I movie you... neither of us have seen. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I am super jelly, ladies and gentlemen, members of the jury. That dog is eating your microphone. Yep. <laughs> is this not the cutest freaking thing you've ever seen? I can't believe you got a dog. <gasps> uh, now, now she needs to go to bed because it is close to her bedtime. I'm so tired. My back has never hurt this bad in my life. My back uh, was surprisingly tight today too. I don't know if I heard it at the gym or whatnot, but like, I've been bedridden most of the day. Hence my Jedi robes that I've got going on here. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I've, I've been preparing for the show. I've been watching a lot of stuff. And my goodness, there is almost too much to talk about. So we had to whittle it down. Willie, have you watched any of the seasons of Slow Horses on Apple TV? No, but it gets such great reviews. You've got Gary Oldman, who's one of the best actors that we have ever been exposed mm-hmm. to, leading a team of relatively unknowns. There's a few other people you may have uh, seen if you're a fan of British film and television. But you've got something that is a spy thriller mixed in with a bunch of comedy, comedic errors. Not really Interesting. like, not Mr. Bean type comedy, British, you know, slapstick, laugh track, stuff like that. It's just take a James Bond like plot. Yeah. And add people like being a bunch of screw ups because that's what the premise is. Gary Oldman is in charge of agents of MI5, MI6, who have messed up and haven't been forced to retire or gotten fired. They just go to this thing called Slough House. And that's all I'm going to say because there's three seasons out right now. We're in the middle of season three. Every single one is fantastic. 
You got to check it out. Is it, it? It's an intense show, right? It's like a intense drama. It's not as intense as For All Mankind. Interesting. Okay. Or The Morning Show. So it like takes it down a notch. It's got some levity in there. It's got some brevity because it is a half hour episode. They recorded a little weird where they do like they recorded season one and season two or series one, series two at the same time. So it was back to back and it was just ready to go. And it's it's only like six episodes long. So you're you're getting like a really nice compact story with a lot of things happening in each episode that just makes you want to watch the next one. I will give that a start in some time frame that I have. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um by the way, I haven't seen Weekend at Bernie's. That was just the reference okay. for the dog. All right. All right. All right. All right. Well, you you got me good and uh it explains why you are dead tired. Speaking of dead, the Washington Post this week said E3 once gaming's biggest expo is officially dead. How do you feel about this official announcement? Were you ever a big E3 fan? Yes. So does this like sting you to the core? Or has it been such a slow kind of lingering death that you're almost expecting at this point? No, you know, I saw E3 on our on our show notes, on our on our list to talk about today. And I was like, oh, in the chaos of this week. I never got a chance to see E3. And I'm just <laughs> learning right now that it's dead. I had no clue. It began in 1995. It almost hit 30 years. I was somebody who always looked forward to this giant event for the the trailer releases and leaks of information and just little tidbits about where my future time was going to be spent <laughs> because it was games and movies and TV shows and spinoffs and like this event was something I had hoped to go to when I had enough money or had the time to get away and actually go to this conference like this was one of the cons on my bucket list and so I'm, I'm not upset because it's just like been falling apart over the past few years and I know that all of the individual companies that have spun off have created their own thing. So we still get that. We just get it a little bit more compartmentalized. But still, it's it's like you said, it almost made it to 30. It, it's the end of an era for mm-hmm. gamers everywhere. I, he, what I will tell you, though, is that normally I would go to E3 to, for the same things that you would. New trailers, leaks, and cool upcoming information. I think the thing that has taken its place is the Game Awards. And so as I was watching just some of the videos coming in about uh, this year's Game Awards, I thought to myself, okay, this is E3. And I was wrong, clearly. Uh, <laughs> but man, like Baldur's Gate, Game of the Year, had did is that something you predicted? It certainly got a lot of... Uh, uh... You know, most of it was talk about the genital editing. So, what other game had that, really? I mean, you can't adjust the size of your dong in Starfield, so of course it's not going to win. Yeah, you supplement it with your ship. (laughs) 
And I've seen a lot of compensation <laughs> in that game. <laughs> Scott, have you seen the new trailer for Dune Part 2? I have not. I didn't even know that was a thing until you mentioned it right before we started recording. You saw you saw the first one, right? The first movie? The teaser, yes. No, the first movie. Oh, oh. I saw the first movie and I saw the teaser for part two. Let's watch it together. I sent it to you. It's okay. I'm here. I'm here. It's been a while since you've had one of those nightmares. Tell me, what was it about? It's only fragments. God, Willy Wonka looks weird. Nothing's clear. You've been fighting the Harkonnens for decades. Look! My family's been fighting them for centuries. Dennis knows how to make this look good. Them great houses. Here, we're equal. What we do, we do for the benefit of all. I'd very much like to be equal to you. Maybe I'll show you the way. Oh, show her something. We gotta get some of those nose things. When we review the movie, yes, please. Deal with this prophet. Send us some. Whoa! Oh. Oh no. Uh. Oh. Are those the future? guys from uh, well, Prometheus? <laughs> no, they're the they're the twins from The Matrix Reloaded. I do see a way. There is a way through. That's the largest butthole I've ever seen. Dude, they're riding those worms. Did you see that? Oh my! They, no. Who's that guy? This to you. Do you believe me? This is a form of power that our world has not yet seen. The Says Destiny Arrives. Wouldn't that be great if this was the teaser for like the for Destiny, a Destiny movie? movie? Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> I will love you as long as I breathe. You will never Dude, I thought that was Tom Cruise. You it looks like there's going to be some flashbacks in this. Yeah. This prophecy is how they enslave us! Does it feel like they gave away the movie? You are not prepared for what is to come. Maybe not enough people saw the first one because they thought there wasn't any action and they're just going hard. Dude, seriously. The first movie, there were some set pieces there that were stunning. CG-wise, unreal. Uh, I'm excited, but I will go see this movie. I will go see this movie. I took forever to watch the first one, and I didn't even watch it completely. I watched the first three quarters, and then I kid you not, I stopped for three months. What? <laughs> I just forgot. And I came back to it, and I, I finished it, and I'm like, God, this was a really good movie. I should start it over. Watched it again the whole way through, and now I'm super pumped for this. Yeah, this is, it's going to be... I. I have high hopes for this movie. I think it's going to be a good one. 
uh timothy shamu is doing his thing like it's the year of him um everybody loves super jelly zendaya <sighs> zendaya can enslave as... me <laughs> tom holland <laughs> lucky son of a bitch the first trailer that we talked about is definitely going to be divisive I think this last trailer that I want you to watch is also going to be divisive and not for the reasons that you might think, but definitely for the reasons you're going to see. Is it because it's animated? Scott, are you making me watch an animated movie? Uh, That's the reason you may think it's divisive, but I just want you to watch the trailer here. You oh, well, I, I'm starting to understand. <laughs> oh, oh. Daddy, I, uh... Do you really expect me to memorize this whole script? Of course you do. That's why you're in hell. What would you say if I told you there was a place to stay that had none of that? Welcome to the Has-Been Hotel. Your last desperate attempt at salvation starts here. So, what do you think? I'm sorry, what the fuck was that? Uh, yeah. yeah! One note. This place is about second chances to convince heaven the people of hell can be redeemed. Hi, okay. mister. Go fuck yourself! Have you ever something that was so clear in your mind that you could taste it? You're gonna help sinners? <laughs> Fucking hilarious! <laughs> it's a feeling like a rumbling in Dude, your gut. No Just hope way. what I'm trying to do here will work. Are you fucking high? Yeah, hold this. <laughs> oh, oh my god, oh my god! First time in my life. <laughs> Holy shit, why? Ready for this? Ready to be the We got 24 hours before the extermination begins. Let's get to work. And although I kind That's of Stephanie Beatrice. Now I need to be ready for this. They're gonna and fucking musical. die. They're, they're gonna die. It is. Continuing on the musical train. Only this one doesn't hide the fact. There's a bunch of people from Broadway that I have no idea who I are, but I'm glad people are Keith David. It's time I remind everyone why I'm here. Dude, the fact that I really hope so many that I'm shows for this. can have like real language. I'm a and bad man who never got like enough this. hugs. Where's an innocent kid I can sell crack to? Who wrote this? It's great, right? <laughs> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. How is this reaction? Not, how is this not a show that is currently being thrown into a fire in a pit in Florida? I don't understand. I I almost want to watch. I, I've I, like. I almost want to go to Fox Fox News's website and see if they're talking about it. Somebody's got to be talking about it, right? I know, well, I mean, we're breaking the story right now. Like this, if what's that movie that we it, watched on on Netflix with the the devil that changed into character, Nimona? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That movie damn near got canceled and that was such a lovable fun story. And then there's this. Not this, a peep. This is 100x the amount of x's that uh-huh. Nona was <laughs> this is like no apologies it's literally set in hell 
starring only demons, swearing, cursing, everything you can imagine about hell, except it's animated. And it's drawn and like a furry be... fan fanfic. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, totally. I've been following kind of like this story. This is a bunch of independent animators who uh, funded this through Patreon. And it's been it's been years in production. They created a spinoff that started in uh, 2020 called Hell of a Something or oh, I don't know what it is, but I haven't watched any of this. But the animation is like Cartoon Network level good. Yep. Since they got all these voices, I'm like, oh, okay. Well, there's seriously some big money behind this. And uh, I'm surprised it got made. But hey, it starts in like a couple weeks, I think. January. Wow, no way. I will be very curious to see how this does. I, I think <clears throat> when the first episode comes out, we should review episode one here. We're damned if we do, and we're, we're damned if we don't. But you and know what? Let's, let's focus on something a little bit more wholesome to end the show. Willie, we try to review something. We watch it together every single week, and... Sometimes it's a, a TV show episode. Sometimes it's a movie. I found something for us that was a little bit in between. Mm-hmm. Had you heard about the wonderful story of Henry Sugar before I texted this to you early this week? I saw the artwork and and thought to myself, without seeing that it was a Wes Anderson film, I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's a Wes Anderson film. I know <laughs> what to expect. I know what I'm looking for. I know the actors that are in it. I know how it's going to be shot color graded everything and then i remembered that wes anderson did a netflix show this is back in late september and no it was something i wanted to watch it's so fast it's 40 minutes it is wonderfully compact uh and i had not heard about this at all i saw the the artwork like you said and i like i thought to myself this is either Wes Anderson or somebody who's trying to be exactly like Wes Anderson via the TikTok trend that happened earlier this year. And I don't know if that started to kind of promote this, which would have been a great crossover. But apparently he came out with a series of four short movies. This one that we watched is the longest at 40 minutes. The other ones are 17 minutes long. And they're oh. all short stories by Roald Dahl. Cool. Yeah, I didn't watch any of the other ones in case you wanted to, you know, review those because we could just honestly do the rest of the three next week. Yes. For our review, we've got plot and storyline, characters, cinematography and visuals, soundtrack and music, direction and editing, impact and cultural relevance, and overall rating and recommendation. So let's start with the plot and storyline. I think that this movie had a beautiful plot. I think from start to finish, it tells this wonderful story. It weaves narratives together. It's artistic, which obviously that's going to come into direction and editing. But as far as mm-hmm. the story it's trying to tell, you don't necessarily know where it's going to go. And so if you could break it into a three-act structure, you get to one point in the movie and you're like, okay, it's about this character. They're gone. No preamble. Yep gone let's go to the next part gone and then we finish the movie and so i thought that this had a beautiful story i have some frustrations as we get further down the list but 
for plot sure. and story, I'm all in. Roald Dahl, for those of you who don't know, writes weird-esque stories or stories that are just not the traditional arc. They have structures where it kind of goes in one direction and then lands in another place or eventually gets there by taking all these side stories and side paths. I thought it was fantastic. Like, I was just bought in and enthralled by something we'll talk about in a little bit here. But as far as that story goes, it is just so lovable. And this movie did it so much justice. Like, I, I have to go read the book now because I'm I'm just a big fan. Let's talk about characters. When you see Wes Anderson as the movie gets started, was there any character that surprised you on screen? I think my favorite character was Ben Kingsley because he played almost uh, three or four different individual characters and the makeup that he goes through throughout the thing was just top notch. And I don't know if we've seen this before in other Wes Anderson films where they do the type of, I guess, play. But he he had to just... I, you know what? I'm just going to say all of the characters. Ray Fine, narrator. Henry Sugar, Ben Cumberbatch. Ben Kingsley, Dev Patel, and Richard Ioade from Dude, uh, I IT Crowd fame. I love him. So yes. good. He was my stand. He like okay the the relationship between Dev Patel and Richard Iodi when they first show up on screen, and there's mm-hmm. this narrative conversation back and forth. It was beautiful. I love Dev Patel. He did such a phenomenal job of playing this doctor and really quickly narrating into the camera and then acting it out. And it like it was just so creative. I loved it. Like those that relationship I thought was one of the standout moments. Benedict Cumberbatch on the other hand, like up until kind of the the third act, I thought he was a bit of a throwaway character. But then you start to like see his acting chops. Yes. Yes. You're right. It was it was kind of like, oh, they're not going to use him at all. He was just kind of here because he owed somebody a favor, I guess. But uh, mm-hmm. all of the acting, even Ray Fiennes, who is really just in a chair and walks, I don't know, what, five feet? And then goes and sits back down. Like, that's his whole shtick throughout the whole thing. Great. Just, they sell it so well. All of these actors are at the top of their game, and they get a huge thumbs up from me. Huge, huge thumbs up. Now, cinematography and visuals. It's a Wes Anderson film. If you don't know, well, now you know. You just just go look at any of his movies. And, and that's what we have here. But the way they designed this as like you're watching a play on Broadway and the background is literally just brought in or split the the way they do distance and travel is to have somebody walk forward and then remove a set piece in the back so it looks like another set piece is behind it in the distance but it's really just shrunken very small like I fell in love (laughs) with what they were doing within the first five minutes and then it was like my jaw was agape the whole time I was just 
in awe of how cool and well played out this was. Just from a technical standpoint, this had to be a nightmare to film. It's tough to find the edits. It's tough to notice them. Things feel Mm -hmm. fluid and seamless. There's this momentum you normally don't get in a Wes Anderson film. And I know that that sounds a little weird because he's all about these like uh, whip pans uh, and center framing. But this movie is just so kinetic. There's five main actors and a handful of background characters in this film. But those five actors probably play three or four different characters themselves throughout. And they make costume changes where it's almost like you can't even tell that they had to do it. And I'm sure it's not exactly the way we're thinking it. But the way they made it look as though they just stepped off real quick and came back and they were somebody mm-hmm. else. Or they went through a door and did a quick change. Like, it was just so beautiful. Huge thumbs up. Yep. Huge thumbs up. Scott's least favorite thing and the one that I look forward to the most <laughs> is soundtrack and music. Here, Here's a thumbs down for me. I know that Wes Anderson normally has incredible audio, beautiful music. Their soundtracks are so, like... Melodic and catchy, and they've got this like kind of like quirkiness to them. Yeah, there was none. It's of almost that. like an indie movie. Yeah, and an indie soundtrack. It was so muted and so quiet. You would almost say that sound was not added. It was like it was set as a play. And if that's the if that's the direction that they're going for, great. But I don't think that it added in the way that I would have expected it to. So for me, music and soundtrack, inconsequential, thumbs down. Ironically, I'm giving this a thumbs up for the same exact reason. (laughs) Cool. (laughs) Because it was so muted. It was subtle, minimalistic, and almost unnoticeable. Except for the parts where they really wanted you to sense that there was a change or there was some sort of emotion that was going into this section of the story and it really was I think it was just the same little track played over again and again Mm -hmm. it played up a little bit in the beginning and then no sound except for all of the the foley work and then it came back in the middle of the story and then it was at the end you're right. It's it's not the same as a traditional Wes Anderson film, and I I don't fault you for giving it a thumbs down, but I thought it was very well done. Okay, we've got to get to the one. The one that, like, it, yeah. a movie like this, one of the actors is always Wes Anderson because you expect it. It is like the <laughs> titular thing you're going to watch. All the other characters sure. are adding to it, but this is a Wes Anderson film. Let's talk about direction and editing. As I was saying before, I don't know if it is truly, but it looks like it was a one shot, even though they had some quick wipes, like you were saying. The, the stage play as a movie had people walking off frame, out of frame, coming back in a different costume, walking out of frame, coming back in a different costume. The camera pans over, removing the person from the frame, 
they walk back onto frame in a different costume. <laughs> I don't know if he could do the quick change, <laughs> but it, uh, it made me feel like they were actually trying it, and they and they succeeded somehow. All right, Scott, this is where I'm 50-50. I appreciate what you said. I don't necessarily disagree with you. I think like that m- movement uh, of characters in and out of, of frame is great. But, dude, this movie is so fast. Blink and you miss it. I've yes. got a small animal in the same room as me. And I <laughs> looked away for a second and I looked back and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Rewind it. 30 seconds. Oh, here's a distraction. Look back. And, and so, like, it's so easy to miss something. And it's not what I expected. This movie, I think, has the space to slow down extend give some breath to these characters but it is just so fast you're 100% right for such a peaceful uneventful story like not a lot of action but a lot of acting it is a breakneck 40 minutes and you're right I found myself like I can't look at anything other than directly at the center unless my... I'm going to have to follow where Wes wants me to go. If he wants me to look on the left side of the screen, I'll look there because I'm not supposed to pay attention to what's going on the right. If I look at the right, I'm missing the story that is happening on the left. There's nothing happening on the right. I shouldn't be looking there. I should just be following where Wes wants me to go or where, like you said, Wes is a character, where he is. (laughs) Because, yeah, I had to rewind it 10 seconds a couple times because I'm like, what What did I just see? And and I saw some reviews. People were saying the same thing. They're like, what did I just watch? I have no idea. And now it's over. There was that one point I like looked down and I was like, oh, my, it's the trailers. How did, how did we get here? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> did you hit your point this fast? Now, to, to the thing that you said, I want to address it. There is a point where the camera is literally telling you what to look at. Ben Kingsley walks out wearing his little headdress. Nobody can see. He's walking off frame. Mm -hmm. To his left, his camera left, Dev Patel, Richard Iote are standing there. And you watch as Ben Kingsley walks off, off screen and the camera tilts back to them to the left. It just goes from like center to left. And then they step, they quite literally step to the center and the camera pans back. And so in one frame, you go here, they're in center back, they're back to center. It like, it's clearly like, watch, watch where I'm moving. Don't, don't look at the, at the surroundings. Look at what I tell you to look at. I still give it a thumbs up because these are not long form stories by Roald Dahl. This is a short story. So I have to applaud them for doing a short movie. I put it minutes. in the middle. I put it in the middle. I, I liked it a lot, so I gave it a thumbs up. <laughs> okay. Let's get to <laughs> the most challenging one, impact and cultural right. relevance. Spoilers for sure. I gave it a thumbs up because Roald Dahl usually likes to weave in um, what uh, like allegories mm-hmm. in his stories. So... The story is about this guy who gains this power that allows him to accrue an infinite amount of wealth. 
And at first, he was a selfish man. And really, that's all he wanted was wealth and power and fame and just cared about himself. But after he developed this ability, in the process, he changed and became a guy who wanted to do nothing but just give that money away and create all these charities. And he didn't want any recognition. He didn't want people to know who he was, so he made a fake name, Henry Sugar. And we never know his real name. We never learn it. And I just thought that was really cool. So I feel like it's saying, hey, with great power comes great responsibility. And if you have all the money, you can uh, create all these good things. You don't have to just keep it for yourself. Hint, hint, wink, wink. It's it's the story that needs to be told today. The one where the vast amount of wealth is owned by a very small subset of people to say, here, this is what it could look like if you stop making you the center of the X and you start just, you know, letting it go. And I really liked Ray Fiennes coming in about halfway three quarters of the way to say like hey don't just throw your money away Mm -hmm. don't just like fake give it away to people who are randomly walking by like build charities build some sort of legacy that will actually help those who are in need that was really cool seriously thumbs up same all right so final overall rating and recommendation this is an easy watch it is fast but you need to be focused. And in a time period where it is hard to do that, it's it's going to take everything in you to remove distractions and focus on this movie. It is worth all 40 minutes. It's not something you can watch with your phone. It's going to be hard to watch with other people if they are, uh, you know, somebody who asks questions during a movie or talk at all. But... I think this is something I would show my friends, my family, and kids. It's yep. that good. I'm going to give it a 9 out of 10. The and one I'm... point off being it's so fast and hard mm-hmm. <laughs> to just watch. I think, Scott, there are better Wes Anderson films. With that, I'm going to give it an 8 out of 10. Well, that's our show, Lovely Lurkers. Thank you so much for hanging out with us today. If you like what you saw, please tell a friend and rate and review wherever you lurk. We appreciate your love so much. Now I'm going to go to bed and we will see you 